yeah, it's 122 proof. Man, it doesn't drink that hot. It, it does not. Yeah, that's that's not a porch sipping whiskey. That's a bedtime sipping whiskey. <laughs> You're just going night night. Welcome back. It's episode 266 of Bourbon Pursuit, the podcast featuring news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. Before we start the podcast, here's your weekly bourbon news update. Another old distillery is getting set to return to glory with plans being announced to create a historic bourbon tourism experience at the shuttered T.W. Samuels Distillery, which is 10 minutes from downtown Bardstown, Kentucky. What will be known as the old Samuels Distillery will initially start with an intimate tour of the premises historic structures, followed by a retail gift shop, and around four dozen private cottages will be available for overnight accommodations, where guests can find locally inspired food and drink at its restaurant, bar, and tasting room. Now here's a bit of a history lesson on this old distillery. T.W. Samuels created his namesake distillery in 1844, and was operated by his sons until Prohibition began in 1920. And when the great social and economic experiment ended in 1933, third-generation distiller T.W. Samuels built a new distillery near the original site where he made whiskey that was lauded for its high quality. And though whiskey making at the T.W. Samuels distillery ended in 1952, the plant was used to bottle water for several decades afterwards. And despite the production facilities idling in the 1980s, the site's nine steepled roof rickhouses have continued to age more than 170,000 barrels of whiskey made by Heaven Hill and Maker's Mark for years after. The 2020 Kentucky Bourbon Festival moves to a new virtual experience, starting from October 15th through the 18th of 2020. Organizers still promise a unique and exciting bourbon experience that attendees will not get anywhere else except from Bardstown, Kentucky. Nearly 20 live and recorded spirits education sessions can be viewed online throughout the entire weekend, such as The Art of Whiskey Making, which is a four-part series featuring multiple master distillers. You have the Bottled and Bond Happy Hour and a new Bourbon Legend series, in which some of the industry's most famous families will share some hilarious and heartwarming stories. All sessions will encourage participants to buy bourbons and cocktail ingredients in advance to play along at home. The weekend's festivities will culminate with the World Championship Bourbon Barrel Relay, and those interested can sign up online to attend any or all of the complimentary sessions on the newly launched Kentucky Bourbon Festival website, kybourbonfestival.com. Art Eatables is introducing its newest product in collaboration with Glen Cairn, which is the Chocolate Glen Cairn by Art Eatables. This one-of-a-kind piece of solid chocolate is handmade using a special blend of nut-free Belgian chocolate. The Chocolate Glen Cairn glass can be enjoyed by itself or alongside your favorite bourbon and whiskey. They are now taking pre-orders for $10 a glass and will be available to the public starting in mid-September. Shipping is also available, so go to arteatables.com to put in your order. This year, the Kids Cancer Alliance is hosting an online bourbon auction called Concert for the Cause. 100% of the proceeds will benefit the Kids Cancer Alliance's programs for kids with cancer and their families. Kids Cancer Alliance relies on this event as the largest source of individual donations each year. Big ticket items up for grabs is a bourbon pool where you can win one of 100 bottles in a package, an auction featuring Weller Foolproof, an old Forster collection, and Bottles of Pursuit series donated by your very own The People's Champ, Ryan. And lastly, a whole barrel of Blanton's, where you and seven guests can pick your own barrel. The auction opens on August 20th, and with a live broadcast on August 22nd at 7.30 p.m. 
You can start bidding at kidscanceralliance.org slash concert or text CONCERT2020 to 243-725. Now moving on to bourbon release news, Buffalo Trace and Buffalo Wild Wings are collaborating on a new special single barrel release of an eight-year-old American whiskey available exclusively at the Spicy Chicken Wing Chain. Harlan Wheatley, master distiller Buffalo Trace, made the single barrel selections himself. This one-time offering is only available at participating Buffalo Wild Wings locations until the bottles run out. Prices will vary by location, and some will let you even take it to go, where state laws allow. Available at select locations now in Florida, Georgia, Colorado, Nevada, and California. Fresh Bourbon Distilling Company is an African-American-owned bourbon brand looking to break ground at a new 34,000-square-foot distillery in Lexington, Kentucky. They're announcing the launch of pre-orders for their upcoming bourbon made from a mash bill of 60% corn, 20% honey malt, 10% malted wheat, and 10% malted rye. The current plan for this bourbon will be bottled at 47.5 ABV and have options for including a celebratory commemorative package plus fresh branded rocks glasses and shirts. Orders are expected to ship in early 2021 and pre-orders will be available through September 30th, 2020 online now at freshbourbon.com and prices range from bottle from $42 up to $1,500. In Bourbon Pursuit news, last week we selected two barrels from Driftless Glen with our Patreon community. We did one bourbon and one rye. We even got Old Forester Barrel Proof and Woodford Reserve Double Oak coming up soon as well. So you can support the podcast and get these single barrel selections as well as first access to Pursuit series by joining the community at patreon.com slash bourbon pursuit. Now in this podcast, we look to see if there's any distilleries in New York that can take on good old fashioned Kentucky bourbon. Dan Walski, manager of fine spirits at Mid Valley Wine and Liquor, shares some of his favorites from the region and we taste them in a blind battle. With that, enjoy today's episode. And here's Fred Minnick with Above the Char. I'm Fred Minnick and this is Above the Char. Early on in my career, I fell in love with a little brand called Jim Beam Black. Jim Beam Black was something easy to get. It was tasty, had an eight-year-old age statement on it. Ooh, it was good. It hit the spot. And in fact, Jim Beam has always had a special place in my heart since that was the very first bourbon product that I drank legally. And I bought a lot of Jim Beam when I was in college. So I've always had a little bit of a taste for that particular style of bourbon. It takes me back to my youth. And Jim Beam Black, back in the day, just kind of hit the sweet spot. And then they removed their age statement, beginning a long... It was it was that part of the cycle of being a bourbon geek where you found yourself getting really, really mad at the distilleries. Why in the world would they remove the age statement? The whiskey obviously changed. They lowered the they lowered the quality of it, you know, because they reduced the age. And if age statements didn't matter, which they commonly said, then why were they on there in the first place? You know, I mean, it's kind of like it's hypocritical of the bourbon brands to constantly be removing age statements. We'd saw it happen to Elijah Craig, uh, happened to Very Old Barton. I mean, it just happened. It happened to Weller Special Reserve. It happened to Knob Creek. I mean, it just went on and on and on. They just always removed the age statements because basically they wouldn't have to adhere to the age on the label and they could put in younger liquid, thus cost effective and more profitable. Well, 
Earlier this year in March, Knob Creek announced that they were bringing back the nine-year-old age statement. I jumped up and down like a little boy with glee from ear to ear. I was smiling. I was like, yes, yes. Is this the moment that we see the trend that age statements return at the same rate that they were dropping like flies? Oh, maybe it is. Well, I hadn't really thought about that in a good five minutes when I was in the middle of my blind tasting for the products between $26 and $40. You can go check it out on YouTube. I went to the liquor store and bought 32 bourbons in that price range. Spent a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah, I did. And what won was, what won the whole entire deal was Knob Creek. Knob Creek. And it wasn't the age-stated one. It was the reg- it was the one with the with the dropped age statement. <laughs> it won the whole damn 32 bourbon taste off, beating things like Buffalo Trace and Woodford Reserve and Maker's Mark and you know Redemption early times, Wild Turkey, uh Russell's Reserve 10-year-old. I mean, it was in the thick of some good whiskeys and it won. So, maybe They were right all along. The age statement doesn't matter. But then again, yes, it does. It does matter because it matters to us as the consumer. Now, does that mean that the whiskey is going to be better because it has an age statement? No, but it lets us know what's inside the bottle. And anytime we can give consumers information about what's inside the bottle, that is always going to be preferred unless it's in a blind tasting, in which case, nothing matters. Just your palate. And that's this week's Above the Char. Hey, if you want to go check out that blind tasting that I did, go to my YouTube and search for Fred Minnick, and you'll find my channel. Go check it out. Until next week, cheers. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long.
Welcome back to the episode of Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon. Kenny and Ryan in our official recording studio in the basement, but this time we've got uh, we've got a lot of glasses lined up in front of us. Yes, we have. I'm. I, I didn't know what we were doing until just now. Um, you know, a lot <laughs> like, of times, it's like to throw the curveballs at yeah. you last second. A lot of times, I just show up to these recordings like, "What are we doing? What are we talking about? <laughs> What's the subject?" And uh, no, I'm pretty excited about this. We got a Patreon super fan who made it in and uh, is going to do a barrel pick with us. Looking forward to that. But uh, he had this awesome idea of doing a. Uh, New York versus Kentucky, you know, bourbon. So uh, I'm up for the challenge. You yeah. Know, and it's repping Kentucky. Absolutely. Cause it's, it's one of those things now that, you know, even us, you know, we were, we were Kentucky boys at the very beginning. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, we, Notes we had up. Our, our, they were so far up in the air. You could, all you yeah. could see was our chin. Right. And, and then we started freaking bourbon brand with Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, honestly, it kind of helped start changing a lot of those, you know, those thoughts that we had, you know, now we're, we're looking at, where can you get good bourbon that's, you know, outside yeah. of Kentucky because you can't get it here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's also one of those things. It's the, the way the, the market is kind of shifting. Everybody is going crazy over like five big brands and five big distilleries. And I think last time I checked, there's like over 2000 distilleries across the U S now. Yeah. And we are also going to get to the point here and we'll bring it up maybe a little in the podcast of that you know, as a lot of these distilleries start coming online and their juices start, and I hate that word, I don't know why I said juice, but as their their whiskey becomes more of age, you know, we're going to start seeing a, a huge renaissance of good bourbon and good whiskeys that are going to be outside of the state of Kentucky as well. Yeah. And it's exciting a lot. Kenny and I have been fortunate to taste a lot of good stuff from outside of Kentucky. We've been unfortunate to drink <laughs> a, lot. a lot of bad stuff, yeah, but uh, yeah. there is a... It does, one outweighs the other, too, in that, that scenario. It's, it's, it's awesome because Kentucky bourbons, they're all pretty... I mean, they have their differences, but they all kind of have a lot of similarities. But when you taste bourbons from it, they all have like their own unique like spin on it and unique taste. And it's like, it's exciting and it's good to change it up. So, I'm, yeah, I am continue to look forward from other distilleries and what they're putting out there because uh so far i've had some exciting stuff absolutely so i guess with that let's go ahead and kick off the show so today we have dan walski dan is joining us he is the manager of fine spirits at mid valley wine and liquor in newburgh new york so dan welcome to the show great to be here thank you for having me absolutely yeah. thanks for making the trek absolutely yeah Quite a track. Yeah, yeah. no, it's what we were talking before here. I mean, he had to bounce around to, uh, you know, two different airports and then also drive a car an hour and a half to get here today. So yep. that was... Welcome uh, to fly into Kentucky <laughs> where we have like the smallest airports ever. He just, all, <laughs> the only thing he didn't have was a train. Yeah. That's the only thing he missed today. Yep. Could have we, taken a train to the airport. We don't I guess you could have. Yeah, I guess, you know... We don't have trains here. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, if he was in New York, you know, yep. maybe not in Newburgh. I don't know. Is, how big is Newburgh? I, I don't really know much about the city. Uh, Newburgh is fairly large it's not uh not anywhere near manhattan or any of the boroughs any of that scale should know the population being i work there but i don't (laughs) (laughs) i live about 20 minutes outside of newburgh so haven't studied up on it too much but that might be a good idea that's okay know your clientele yeah that's right so you know as we start kicking off kind of every podcast i want to learn a little bit more about you so kind of talk about you know your entrance into bourbon and like what led you down this path for your career of like now being spirits buyer sure um so i actually can remember the first time i ever had bourbon i was very young probably not old enough to drink it's okay your secret's safe with us and the other listeners so don't tell on me (laughs) (laughs) um 
So I had a friend uh, when we first got into consuming alcohol when we were maybe teenagers and we were drinking horrible things like butter shots and peach tree and all those gross cordials that are meant to be mixed. But we thought we were badasses. Mm-hmm. We all did. Um, yep. His dad had a nice bar in the house. And in that bar, there was a bottle of Wild Turkey 101. And we would end our night every night with a shot straight oh, back wow. of that 101 proof uh, high octane bourbon. So that was my first foray. Uh, stayed away from that stuff for a little while and then... After graduating high school, I had a friend that went away to college to Albany, and he started getting really into bourbon. I didn't really notice too much, but every time I'd go hang out with him, he would have a bottle of Knob Creek. And then over time, that bottle evolved into Booker's. Uh, And one day I was just like, hey, can I try this stuff? And no education on how to taste it, smell it, anything like that. Just remembering my wild turkey days, I had that Booker's 124 proof and just Threw it straight back. Oh, boy. Uh, How was that esophagus afterwards? Yeah, yeah, not great. How did Uh, that end? (laughs) It ended with me not thinking I was going to like bourbon very much. But then, um, you know, it kind of talked me through the culture and the brands and being able to pick apart nuances and flavor. And it just kind of grew from there. And then over the past 10 years, I realized this is what I love. Um, Just super into trying everything I can, which led me kind of into my current career. I did retail pharmacy for... 15 years and just didn't enjoy it anymore and wanted to put the skill set I had, you know, I was running stores north of $20 million a year, um, but didn't really find any passion in what I did. So I happened to wander into this high profile liquor store in Newburgh uh, about a year ago. And I was like, Hey, uh, I love bourbon and I know how to run a business. Can you do anything for me? (laughs) Uh, And haven't looked back since. That's a great pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would be like, you're hard. <laughs> we'll figure out something for you. Pretty much how it went. Yeah. That's Timing is everything. So so kind of talk about like the scene up there. Like, you know, what's it like trying to, you know, are there are there starting to get a lot of bourbon lovers out there? Because like, you're in Scotch country there, right? A yeah, of- a lot of Scotch drinkers. Um, so the store has been around for 63 years now. A ton of wine volume, but over the past couple of years, the spirit side is kind of creeping it up, at least top line. Um, so my goal is really to have spirits take over because wine's getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. A lot of people, a lot of my customers would be offended hearing that. Well, as long as it's yeah. not seltzers taking over. That's yeah. true. We actually can't sell those in, in New R- York. R- you can't sell, I didn't know you can't sell seltzers. No, um, New York, well, we can. New York can sell them, but um, liquor stores in New York are just wine and liquor. Oh, okay. Uh, no beer, oh, yeah. Okay, so okay. Get them at a grocery store or something? Grocery store, yeah. Gotcha. No, man, there's there's a whole market they're missing out on now. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah every industry report I read is like, seltzers <laughs> up 224%. <laughs> it's like, good God. We missed the boat. Can we stop this we white missed, hall madness? We missed the boat again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the bourbon market is definitely growing in the store. I wouldn't say it's the biggest category, but probably the biggest growing category. What's the okay. biggest growing category then? Or sorry, what's the biggest category of the spirit side? Uh, sadly, cognac, cognac, vodka. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that in Newburgh. I, I like cognac though. Yeah, cognac. cognac There's some good ones. Good um, yeah. It's mainly Hennessy though. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, we'll let it slide. <laughs> I actually had some good Hennessy the other day though. It was, it was, it was nice. I don't I think, even know what it was. I think John you're... John Henderson sent me. Shout out to him. He's a mm-hmm. Patreon guy. But uh, it was actually really good. I don't even know what it was. It was Tennessee. <laughs> That's all was, I know. Maybe it was the privilege. Hennessy. Yeah. I'm, it's a really cool story. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. That was pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> Sorry. So, you know, let's let's kind of like start down this path of uh, what's in front of us before we start asking more questions here. Because one of the things we're doing on the show today is we are going to be doing a tasting of Kentucky 
versus New York. You know, Dan is trying to do his best to try to sit here and say, I can yep. change and I'm going to, I'm going to make a change in Rep this his world. state. Yep, <laughs> exactly. And so what we've done is we've lined up, at least on the Kentucky side, is a lot of just like everyday stuff. Now there might be a single barrel in here every once in a while, but there's nothing that is blindly crazy or outrageous or anything like that. A lot of this is just normal stuff that you can get on the shelf every single day. Cause he told me I'm not allowed to cheat and bring any unicorns. So I you could have, I didn't see anything. No, yeah. well, are, are there any New York unicorns yet or? I wouldn't say any unicorns. There's things that are getting harder to like extra baby Hudson or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Hudson 375s, which are the original ones are super hard to come by now and cost more than the 750s. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. So, What's the college in Albany called? Uh, the one my friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was for... Albany uh, College of Law. Oh, okay. So that's like Albany College of Law coming to play Kentucky basketball. You know, oh, there we you go. Know, the Wildcats. Yeah. There got... we go. So here we go. There's know. the analogies. Right. We're already we're already going in. So I'm going to go ahead and just start with those first. And as as I kind of start going with this, I'll uh, I'll start bringing up some other topics of of conversation over here. Are we so, going to try to guess what they are? I don't really think we have, we don't, we don't stand a chance trying to guess what the New York oh, no. ones, we don't, we don't have a shot. If you want to try to guess the Kentucky ones, be my, be my guest. I'm no. just interested to hear good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and we should also mention, I'm not too sure. I, I was, we went through the email. So at least with mine, it goes like there's one around 90 proof. There's a cash strength one. Um, there is one that is finished. And then there's just a weeded one because I couldn't find like a cash strength finished one to actually do anything. Cash strength finished. I mean, how many other cash strength finished Kentucky bourbons are there besides like Angel's Envy? Angel's Envy, yeah. It's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah. So maybe uh, we should rotate uh, this guy up here. So I have 90 proofer, two cash strengths, and then one cash strength finished. Okay. So... Yeah. Okay. We can switch that one up. So, so switch three. Switch three and four. Switch three and four on the switch Kentucky, the Kentucky side. Three on the Kentucky four. side. Yep. There okay. you go. And then we'll uh, we'll be we'll be in business. So, awesome. Good deal. That way, it's keep it fair. I don't want to hear any complaints. <laughs> no complaints. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no body slams at the end of this or anything like that too. So you know, talking a little bit more about the uh, the scene up there. What are you all kind of seeing in regards of you know allocated bourbon and stuff like that? I mean, is it is everybody's because at least we hear it all the time that allocations are shrinking. They're going down this year. And like, yeah, they tell us that every freaking year, right? So I, uh, we actually just got our allocation for Larceny Barrel Proof, three bottles. Oh, wow. Hmm. And we're one of the highest volume stores in New York. So <laughs> there's a lot that are not getting any. So you're a high volume store in New York, like the yeah. whole the whole state? Yeah. So New York I didn't is know that. broken down really into two components. We have what's called Metro, which is the city area um, and the surrounding counties. And then the entire rest of the state is considered upstate. Uh, it's about 1,400 accounts as far as allocation goes. <laughs> it's like it's like saying if you're not in this small little circle, you're everyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Um, but just Buffalo Trace, for example, upstate gets 400 cases about every other month to go to 1,400 stores. Mm. Allocation's not great. <laughs> not our friend. So New York's pretty strict, like with their liquor laws, right? Like extremely. It seems like it's a kind of a liberal state. Otherwise, why is it so strict in that? I don't know. It's terrible. No, uh, you won't see any tasting rooms in New York. You won't see beer in in the stores in New York. Yeah, it's like one big like no no for shipping too, isn't it? It's, it is a it is a big no no for shipping. Yeah, today. unfortunately. Now, now yeah. however, it is not for shipping within the state, right? I mean, no. So we can ship within the state or to DC, and that is it. Mm-hmm. Can you deliver like? So you can deliver from the store to homes and stuff. We can. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. That's what I mean. 
I was on a few different groups and, you know, they'd be like, they post a link to something that would show up on one. Cause I would say that New York, surprisingly enough, they have, there's a lot of stores that actually have websites and they keep their inventory at least somewhat up to date. Now I will say that 90 to 95% of them have priced it, you know, according to secondary values. Yeah. Uh, however, every once in a while there is uh, you know, every blind squirrel or yeah, every blind squirrel can find a nut and you'll find the birthday bourbon for like 149.99. You'll be like, buy it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and you're like, well, sorry, I can only deliver to New York. And you're like, well, never mind. <laughs> we get those phone calls every day. Uh-huh. Hey, I saw on your site, you can only ship within New York. Can you ship to Texas? No, 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 we can't. <laughs> it says it right there on the website. <laughs> you know that line you read that says we can only ship in New York? Yeah, that means we can only mm-hmm. ship in New York. Mm-hmm. So you see allocations the, going down. That's, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of typical, I think. But I mean, when you're when you see allocations going down, what do you try to tell your customers and your consumers like, here, try try something else, like try this or try that? Like what's what's your what's your message to your customers when when those types of conversations come up? Yeah, I definitely um I do my best to push our single barrel products. Um so we recently started getting into buying our own private barrels, something you guys are very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, just trying to steer people there. And this year we started a barrel club to try to give a, a fair way to get those allocated products in people's hands. So anyone that buys one of our private barrels, uh, you'll become a part of our barrel club. And periodically throughout the year, we'll do some giveaways on some allocated stuff and some other items. Mm-hmm. What's some picks you've done recently? And do they all sell out? Um, They sell at a decent rate. It's I don't think it's quite taken off as much as some other states in New York. We're one of the few stores I know of that's even doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they move. Uh, we've done a 12-year Widow Jane pick, which is MGP juice yep. um, out of Brooklyn. Uh, and most recently, a Knob Creek rye. Oh, cool. Short barrel, 78 bottles. Even oh, better. That's easy to sell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> if you're looking for a short barrel, you know where to go now. Yeah. All right. So we finished the first one here. I didn't even start. I didn't know we were. Oh, well, about. okay. Well, me we'll and Ryan, get, we'll let you catch up. We'll, we'll talk about this. In yeah. A second. So you go know the, what these are because you poured them. I do. Right. Okay. You, yeah. you go. You want to, you want to, you want to try to put your hand I at it? I don't know. Is it Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond? Yeah. Well, it is. It is. From, <laughs> okay. It, it's, <laughs> it's actually not Bottled and Bond, but you, know, you guess the distillery, all right. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> I was thinking, uh, well, then it's, yeah, whatever. So it's either Evan Williams, Elijah Craig, or. <laughs> McKenna, based on the... There you go. It's like you pretty much nailed that. <laughs> There's only one bourbon recipe. Is that the so. green label? <laughs> no. So what I had poured right here was Elijah Craig. Um, it was our barrel pick that we had done. It was the uh, Pump the Brakes. Oh, okay. So 94 proof, single really, barrel. I'm really glad they watered it down, you know. One this day. Is, one day they'll get on board. This reminds me of... Um, so it's a, it's a malted product, right? Malted whiskey. Number two. Number, or, or sorry, number one. Uh, nope. New York. Yeah. Not malted. Not malted. Not malted. I don't no. know if it's malted. For me, I, um, it's definitely still has some of the grain characteristics and everything like that hmm. to it. So I would venture to say like they're aging it in, you know, less than 53 gallon barrels, but. Did you look in my bag? I did not. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just completely guessing here. Usually when you get a color like that, but you still have a lot of those grain forward notes, I, I, I feel like that's your, uh, that's your crutch. Yeah. It's Kings County. <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> Pulling it out. Hold on. Hold on. Don't... No reveal yet? Go for it. Let's, let's hear the reveal. I mean, I already did mine, so. Look you got a good palate, right? Look at yep, that. It is Kings, Kings County. County. Look I, at that. I was like, I, it tastes familiar, but yeah. <laughs> See, we kind of knew exactly all that was going on there. We, we knew the barrels. We knew the... And you actually guessed the distillery too. Wow. And the only reason we know that is because we had tried it before. Means I drink too much. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, before you know it, Ryan, we're gonna, you're going to start coming out with your own. Man, I love their detail. packaging, though. Like, simple. Everything but know. the cork was great. Well, yep. I see that now. That's why I'm kind of glad we're getting away from real corks. Because yeah. uh, the synthetic, uh, they seem to not do that, where they yeah. get stuck in the bottle. But well, That's a tough one. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll send you home with some parafilm right so there. What did you, sure you're not gonna so what did you prefer, it. Kenny? I'm assuming the Elijah Craig. I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and lean on the Elijah Craig here on this one. So I'm going to say uh, I'm gonna say 1-0 to Kentucky. All right. Fair I'm gonna enough. go. Fair I'm gonna enough. go Elijah Craig, but uh, I don't mind it. Um, it's something different, and it's definitely got a unique taste profile. So, like, unique New York. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't dislike it. Full I mean, disclosure: <laughs> I did not study any of these in advance. Okay. I've had them all before over time, but just kind of tried to pick out what was stuck in there that made an impression more so than a lot of other New York product, which is not great. There we <laughs> yeah. go. So I think they're okay for what they're doing. Um. Thought it was good when I first had it, but doesn't quite stand up to the uh, Elijah Craig, which is probably 10 years plus. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's hard. You can't hide age. And that's uh, that's mm-hmm. the hard part. You got yeah. 12 years versus probably, what, four or five? I think it's more like two, two oh, and a two. half. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it works. That's yep. how it works. Okay. Well, let's well, go ahead and move on to the next one. We'll burn through these. All right. So... Kentucky. I don't know why I keep smelling Kentucky. Like I know exactly what they are, so I should. So tomorrow's uh, your first Kentucky barrel pick, right? That would be correct. Cool. Unless you count ship samples of Knob Creek Rye. Uh, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> that's like this. <laughs> yeah, it's Kenny because we're doing Old Forester tomorrow. I know we're not supposed to talk. We don't um, talk futures. Don't talk futures. Well, <laughs> too late now. We're going to Old Forester tomorrow, even <laughs> though we don't know when this will air. But I'm excited for it. It's, I've been on one. It's fun. I'm excited too. Probably my favorite brand. So on the second one right here, I, I enjoy this one. It's like, um, oh gosh, I don't know like how to, it's, it's almost like a, like a peaty, like a peaty kind of nose to it. It's got definitely some smoke in there. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different. Yeah. It's got some, um, if y'all could see how intense Ryan's face is as he's looking through this. I know that's where serial killer came from, I guess. I don't. I actually like this one. Um, yeah, I like the nose. It's got a ton of like minty orange or something on the nose. I'm still trying to like pull some flavors out. I'm not too sure if I can like pull a lot of the flavors out. Um, I, I feel like it's like a little, little hot a little bit, but Kentucky's oh, got a little heat too. The number two Kentucky's hot, hot. Mm-hmm. I haven't even hit the Kentucky yet. I already know what it is. So. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> do you? Ryan knows his Kentucky distilleries all of a sudden. Well, I mean, not really. We, it's probably totally wrong. So, so you know, the other thing I kind of want to talk about is, you know, when you, you know, for your store up in New York, how are you also like preaching the word of bourbon to a lot of the customers, you know, when they come in, if they've never tried it before, like, what do you lead them with in, in that sort of direction as well? Kind of just try to see what really they like about anything they drink. Do you like stuff that's sweet? You might be in the market for bourbon. Do you like stuff that's spicy? You might be in the market for bourbon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just kind of go from there. Um, is there a particular brand you kind of rely on as like, hey, the like, gateway bourbon? Yeah. Everyone. This is going to be your your entrant right here. It really depends what they're looking for. If they're looking for something on the sweeter side, I usually start with Buffalo Trace. Uh, a little more bold, probably Bullet. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we have enough people that maybe don't know what bourbon is, but they get Maker's Mark all the time or they get Jack Daniels all the time. And those are the kind of people I'm trying to convert into trying 
Yeah. Yeah. More kind of different stuff. stuff. Right. Well, not higher end, but you know, I think there's also, I'm sure you probably have some customers as well that fit into the category that we once were, that we live in our bubble. Right. And we think we know that uh, no, unless it's Kentucky, I'm not drinking or something yeah. like unless that. Unless it's Jack, I'm not drinking. Well, yeah. that or then people are all like, you know, you see Indiana in the back. You're, I'm not drinking Indiana. And then I'll be like, oh, it's so good. And you're like, all right, you're right. I'll, okay, Next I'll, thing I'll I know, start paying $300 a bottle for it. <laughs> I'll start drinking Indiana stuff. It's more surprising how many people don't realize how much is from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's very true. It is. It's very true. I, that factory pumps out a lot of stuff over there. Yep. Man, uh, I'm really impressed with number two on the New York side. I'm going to have to go. I, I like it. I mean, I like it too. Um, okay. You're just guess, just guess number two. I'm, I'm going to let Dan. Dan, do you think you can guess Kentucky on number two? We'll, we'll put, we'll put his, uh, let me revisit one more time. Yeah. Let's, let's see if we'll put you on the spot here. We'll see if you can do it. Cause Ryan, Ryan thinks I he's don't got it. I don't know. Oh, good. And then I'm, you're, then you're still human <laughs> after the end of all yeah. this. Is it Elijah Craig Barrel Proof? It is not Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. No, it's Barton Juice. It is not Barton Juice either. It's not? It is Damn. not. That is Four Roses, O-E-S-Q. Uh-huh. Hmm. Interesting. Divorce Papers, another single barrel pick from us. So Don't see many Qs in New York. Man, that's way off for me. See, I'm back to human. I knew it was. See, there you go. Maybe it's going from Kings County to this threw me off could be I belong to a bourbon club and we do a lot of blind tastings and Four Roses is always the one I never guess I'm gonna have to start guessing it every time (laughs) when in doubt just guess (laughs) Four Roses Uh, not sure Four Roses well I mean put it this way is as much as we you know we try and sample and do a lot of Four Roses I am never gonna be one of those people that can actually pick down and say like oh yep that's OESK that's OBSQ they're all so different oh I, I can't I I mean my I'm, I personally can't even pull them out of a lineup like that, but I can say at least that's, that one's good. That one's not as good. That one's stellar. Right? <laughs> yeah. I can do that. Okay. So Dan, let's go ahead and reveal what was number two on here. All right. I really liked it. I, I, I think the only thing that I really didn't like about it was that I couldn't pull out a lot of flavors on the palate. Um, it just kind of hits you with a little bit of heat, but I didn't feel like a lot of like caramel or any vanillins or vanillins or anything like that i could really pull out yeah i got a ton of like allspice um kind of like like mulling spices um cinnamon i don't know i thought it was pretty good mm. i like how it. old do you think it is Ooh, i'd say i mean anything well four to six yeah, four, <laughs> to six, yeah. four to six yeah it's like well, that'll be your, that'll be your answer for the rest of <laughs> yep. four to six years old all righty so this is black dirt distillery single barrel barrel strength Black uh-huh. Dirt Distillery. I don't think I've ever... Here, Ryan, yeah, give me that over here. That. Let's. You guessed Mark, the age right there. It says right in the neck tag. Four years. Yep. yep. That wasn't too hard, though. No. Dang, good job, Black Dirt. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, it doesn't taste like dirt. No. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> taste like Black Dirt. <laughs> it doesn't taste like Black Dirt at all. So this was a single barrel. Uh, was this just like a single barrel they did, or did yeah, you all pick it? Yeah, they do a, a standard single barrel release. Gotcha. There you go. Now we know about it. Nice packaging. You got that, that copper foil going on inside there. So recently acquired by Proximo. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Learn something else now. So distilled in the heart of the black dirt region of New York. I mean, what's a what's the black dirt region in New York? So the black dirt region um, encompasses this town, village, whatever you want to call it, called Pine Island, and they grow a ton of onions in uh, this soil that is literally pitch black. Uh-huh. So that is the black dirt region, and the distillery is just near Rich there. Rich in organic matter, Kenny. That's why it's black. 
Good to know. <laughs> yep. I'm glad we got our, our and grow anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We got our and some good corn, I guess. Got our guy over here that knows how to those those the those the soil and the properties. I might have to give him a call. See what they're up to. <laughs> see what they're like up to. We can see what their <laughs> see what their oxygen levels are yep. or something like that. So all right, well good. That's I, I mean that that one kinda opened my eyes up a little bit. Yeah. Um if if we're if we're going a progression order of like things are just gonna keep getting better, then I'm, I think we're in for some for some treats here. I'm, I hope I'm so. surprised how well it stood up to the four roses. Yeah, I am too. I think the Four Roses had a little, I mean, it had that typical, like, that that kind of very floral kind of, like, like I said, I could get more of the, the flavors out of it than I could. Yeah. Instead of the black dirt. I mean, I guess how how big is, is black dirt, do you know, or in the, in the region or, like, what they're shipping to or anything like that? I think they're uh, primarily in the Northeast. They might creep into New Jersey, Connecticut, those areas, but definitely not worldwide. Um, they are definitely growing now since that acquisition um they've opened a second outpost in the woodbury commons i don't know if you guys are familiar with it or not but it's a huge outlet center um that brings in people from all over the world so definitely a grown brand that i think you're going to start seeing good pop up a little more all right so let's go ahead and we'll move on to number three here real quick i mean we're so are we calling that a tie or is kentucky still winning i just call it a tie i'm happy just to hear you (laughs) say something new york is not bad there you go yeah i see so i've already won that's see that's already a win in their book right here this is but here's the deal i i enjoy different things kenny will be like nope sucks not doing it (laughs) terrible now take that back because you know i i like some some malts now i'm starting to get into it not like scotchy scotch malts but you know there's definitely some american single malt now that i've kind of progressed yeah there's some more i've started progressing my way towards so the the bar is starting to uh branch out from kentucky only and now there's a lot of different states represented on it so yep i'm okay with that oh this smells like uh brown foreman but right. see the noses they're just they're so so stark and different very yeah different, yeah yeah this is like a hmm i don't know it's you're like not gonna deep. get it yeah probably <laughs> maybe not. maybe you will but maybe you won't Actually, I know what it is. Only because I had not this version, but I had the one that just came out last week, and right. it tastes pretty damn similar. Once you double oaked Woodford, won't you just hold your hold your horses there? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, because I think you might be right. So three, we switched to four, right? And four, we switched to three. Yeah. So no, you got it wrong. Oh, damn! It tastes just like double double oak. So one thing I want to talk about is when we start looking at, you know, allocation and what people are pricing it around the different, around the parts of the country. Because one thing that, you know, we had on the show a long time ago, we had Ed Bly on. Um, we also had uh, Angelo from Pepino's that was actually based, I think, somewhere around like Manhattan or Brooklyn or something like that. And we had a, a battle about like, how should you price things? You know, there was, you know, Ed and a few other people were like, oh, you know, you want to try to take care of your best customers and so on and so forth. And, you know, other people were like, well, if you're only going to get five bottles, you might as well make the best out of it and just charge an arm and a leg, right? So where do you all kind of stand and where do you kind of see in this this whole realm as well? If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Customers are rushing to your store. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it uh, a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. So where do you all kind of stand and where do you kind of see in this this whole realm as well? Yeah, it's definitely a tough call. Um, there's valid points on both sides. Um, so I can tell a short story. So before Henry McKenna won that uh, San Francisco thing and couldn't find it anywhere. Damn it, Fred. Yeah, damn it, Fred. Yeah. Um, we had five cases in stock and we sold maybe two, three bottles a week at, I don't know, $34.99, $35.99. That San Francisco thing was announced and the next day, every single bottle sold to one person online because we didn't think there was any need to put a limit on or anything like that. Uh, and the next day, they're online for 100 bucks, 150 bucks, and we were like, the hell? So they were flipping your bottles? Is that what they were exactly, doing? Exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. So that wasn't very fun. So since then, I was kind of like, screw that. Like, we're not selling stuff for other people to make money. The goal is the store is to make money. At the same time, I want to take care of, you know, the people that are really going to open those bottles and drink it. Um, so to answer your question, we kind of price at the lower end of secondary. So, and we're not on Facebook or anything like that. So not sure exactly what the going rates are, but we take a look at all of our local competition or everyone that's posted on Wine Searcher. We'll see what the lowest price is and we'll price below that. Mm -hmm. uh, the tough thing is with new releases, no one's putting anything online because no one knows how to price anything. <laughs> it's kind of like you don't want to be the first one. Yeah, who's going to show their cards first kind of yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah and um, so like we got E.H. Taylor Amaranth uh, the middle of last year and we ran a countrywide search for it and two stores come up and the lowest price is $1,000. And I'm like, well, I tried this stuff and it's all right, but Maybe I not don't $1, think $1, it's $1,000. But at the same time, I don't want to put it up for $79.99 or whatever because we're going to run into the same situation. Yeah. So we priced it at 500 and they were gone the next day. So when you do stuff like that, I mean, like, do you know exactly, is it the same people that are buying them from around your store? I mean, are you, are you like, is it whoever, and are you just putting it online and saying like, all right, first to get it is first to get it. And so there's some stuff we don't put online. Um, all of the super allocated stuff does end up online because at most we're getting one or two bottles. So it doesn't matter. It's whoever gets lucky that day, whether they wander in or search the internet, things like Blanton's Weller, we won't put those online anymore. It's just the lucky person that wanders into the store. Mm -hmm. So why, why that? Why would you, why would you sit there and choose a, a lower tier, not, I would say lower tier, but something that's like an everyday shelfer item versus something that is like highly allocated and figure out exactly where you're going to put it. I think it just has to do with 
the demand and how much we're going to get. So we're going to get Blanton's a couple times a year. We're going to get Weller a couple times a year. But at the same time, people are still going to flip those things where things that come once for the year, that's it. So might as well do what we can with it. Do, yeah. you, do you look at anything of saying like, okay, well, maybe we can drive foot traffic by getting some more people in the store. And, you know, if you buy one bottle of something, like maybe you'll come in and buy a bottle of wine for whoever else. Or, I mean, like, if, does that thought ever cross? A lot of that we kind of rolled into this new barrel club I talked about a little earlier. Um, so we're definitely going to do some stuff for that club. So if you're listening out there, sign up. Sorry, we can only ship in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Any person is uh, welcome to join, but you got to maybe make a trip to come grab your uh, your prizes. So you sign up for the barrel club and besides being able to get bottles from the particular single barrels you're choosing, like, what, is there anything else that you're doing to help, you know, help them get like allocated bourbon or anything like that? Yeah. That? So periodically throughout the year, we'll take a look at our inventory, some of our allocated items that might be sitting and we'll mark it down pretty significantly and say, Hey, who's interested in purchasing the Four Roses 130th for this price, which is way lower than you're going to find it anywhere else. See who responds in a couple days. We'll throw them into random.org and you'll have a lucky winner. There you go. Just like, just like everything online, throw it in a random, <laughs> random name generator. Yep, randomizer. See, yeah. See who, see who comes out on top. Well, cool. I mean, it's, it's good to see that, you know, you're able to, uh, you know, take care of at least some customers that are actually hunting and searching for it. You know, I, I actually come kind of surprised that New York doesn't have a bigger, like single barrel market offering. I didn't really know that this was something that a lot of the stores really weren't picking up on. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, there's not too many super high volume stores. There's no total wines. There's no nothing like that. In New York, you're only legally allowed to have one location. So you won't see any chains. Um, and those are big buyers of single barrels. So I think it's just something that hasn't caught on. Um, but I think we will definitely get there. I wonder if that's going to go against like the Commerce Clause one day. You know, like right now, a lot of states are starting to open up because of, you know, the Tennessee and Supreme Court case that came around. And it seems like, you know, there's lawsuits going on left and right. And I wonder if only having one location in New York is something that's like a violation of commerce, right? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's pretty similar to the Tennessee rule, really. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you can't restrict free trade or enterprise or trade. So it's like, but so if, I you don't have, know. if you have one location, it's like in in New York, like, what do you do? You can't, you <laughs> got like, that's it, boys. <laughs> you got to build up you now. Can't expand. Yeah. It was like, it's, it's the only liquor store that's got 74 stories. Yep. <laughs> you can only build up, not out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only way you could possibly do it. Yep. All right. So let's, let's taste, uh, or let's kind of go down to our, our number three here and kind of get a, a final verdict on this one. So the, the nose, I'm not a fan of the taste is phenomenal. I and like the nose. The nose is like a, like, like a, it's like a blended frozen drink or something you get at a resort. I get like cigar smoke out of the nose. I mean, I get, I get ethanol. I get alcohol. I don't get a whole lot of flavors. Maybe I'm off tonight too. Who knows? Maybe we're all off. I feel like it smells like a, maybe like a little bit of like white wine kind of Chardonnay. It smells like a sugary frozen drink or something. But Now. We said this one was a, it's a cash drink version of something, right? Is that what you it said? Is, yes. Okay. Was this one finished in something? It was no? not. It was not finished. Okay. Now I love I'm, the palate. Now I'm super intrigued because oh, no. at first I thought it might've been finished in something, but now, now knowing that it's not, I yeah. love the taste of it. Yeah. The yeah. taste is fantastic. Like a um, ton of dried fruits, apricot, like apricot bomb. Nice dry and finish. Yeah, it is. It tastes like a, like a sherry finish or something almost. It's, it's definitely a, like a good a good like porch sipping whiskey like it has a bite to it porch sipping porch sipping whiskey <laughs> um and but it, i mean what what do you classify as a porch sipping whiskey well it, there's just I, you know what i don't know now that you say it. um i mean i, I it, like it just, that description though i was it's, just curious i i look at it as something that and maybe not just porch but like at night 
under like some tiki torches or fire or something like that because it definitely has like a, a like a it's a cash drink like you can tell like it's yeah it's got the it's got a new york hug going on to it right go ahead and trademark that one but for some reason uh I, like i said it has this bite but it has a lot of good flavors to it yeah. as well um yeah, versus better. versus the kentucky one here which is definitely more floral yeah it's well it's cherry cordial mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's I don't know the the New York one's so unique. I'm almost liking it better as a porch sipping whiskey. Now yeah. the the one on the Kentucky side, I almost get like some coconut flavors. I get some like an almond joy. Um, like I said, there's the cherry cordial is definitely there as yeah. well. It's like a punch in the face with cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since Ryan already cheated and saw Dan, do you have a guess of what that Kentucky one might be? Hmm. Might be, or at least a distillery. Let's just let's just go with one of the i mean you, you only have like a one in six chance right it's one of the big ones right we're only, we're only choosing the big ones over here i didn't realize there was going to be a test for me i thought it was just for you guys no 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 that's it's all part of the experience when you come on here yeah five familiar. star review <laughs> <laughs> is it a buffalo trace product that is yeah. a buffalo trace yes product. very good very good yeah the only only thing we need to change is the chairs here the yeah. chairs are a little rough. We'll, we'll get you taken care of. Yeah. So as I mentioned, it is a weeded product. So mm. narrows it down. Just a little so bit. So is the New York a weeded product too? No. Oh, okay. No. So the one I chose is an Old Weller Antique 107. Uh, this was a single barrel that was selected by the Bourbon Cartel. Oh, so that's good. That's what that is. It's perfect that you lined up a Buffalo Trace product with a Buffalo Trace distiller. Oh, okay. What we got here? We have Taconic Distillery. Oh, Okay. All right, so I've never even heard of this. Well, I've got a bottle over there. We haven't actually opened it up yet, but Dutch's Private Reserve. Get, can you tell us a little bit about them? Like it seems yeah. like you 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 know a lot. Um, so Brandon Collins is the head distiller. Uh, really cool guy. You should have him on the show. We will time. definitely be calling these people. Um, he worked uh, at Buffalo Trace under Harlan for a couple of years before he was recruited by Paul, who is the owner of Taconic. Been around since 2006, 7, 8, one of those years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're putting out really great stuff. I love everything they're doing. Um, some really cool cask finishes. I think for New York, they're definitely being the most innovative. Yeah, it's 122 proof. Man, it doesn't drink that hot. It's, it does not. Yeah, that's that's not a porch sipping whiskey. That's a bedtime sipping whiskey. <laughs> You're just going night-night after... That's dangerously good. That is really, really good, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm super glad you brought that. Duchess Private Reserve. What's the Duchess part? Do you know uh, what that means? Duchess is Duchess County, the county that the See, distillery there's, is in. There are so many things that's happening with oh, New no. York and these labels that, like, they're... they're Kenny's like, you got to think bigger than New York. <laughs> like, um, you raise a valid point. You got to market to Kentucky people. They're you got to uh, market to Kentucky they, people. They I, may be um, behind Hudson, probably the biggest distillery out of New York. They are in 16 states, so... Yeah, like I said, you know, it's it's one thing when you're starting. What does down Taconic here. mean? Do you know? Taconic is the uh, Taconic State Parkway. It's a highway that runs through oh, New York. Go see. That's it all like, comes back to New York. Well, New York. it does. <laughs> that was like you. You know, we were thinking of things like Old Nazareth. Right? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up on Old Nazareth Road. See, that's what that's what you think is. Uh, but that, that's all about Bardstown. So there's uh, there's definitely people pay homage to their labels and where they're from and everything like that. So that's um. That was very good. Yeah, that I'm, was really good. I'm I'm very highly impressed with Taconic. So yeah, it was. I won't. I don't know. That's a that's a push for me though. Those two. Yeah, it was a push. Yeah. Um, Weller 107 is like one of my favorite 
But I mean, that was damn. We're also putting one hundred seven up against one twenty two point six. Sure, but I mean, they drank very similar, like in proof um, from a proof stance. Like it didn't. The one twenty two didn't taste like that much higher in proof versus the one hundred seven. Yeah. Have you visited any of these distilleries by any way? I have. Yes. Okay. All of them, or all of one? them, all of them. Okay. So when you give me a little bit about you know Kings and Black Dirt and and Taconic too, like when you go and you visit them, like what's their what's their big selling point when you see? Uh, so going to these things. This is a, a good lead into something else I'm working on. Okay. I don't know okay, if it's perfect. too soon though, but uh Hudson Valley Whiskey Trail.com, just throwing it out there. All right. Um they aren't really built like the Kentucky distilleries are for tourism, unfortunately. Um we haven't quite gotten there yet, but there's just so many now. Um there's no reason not to bring them together. I think there's 186 active distilleries in New York, which I think may be more than Kentucky. Granted they're not all doing whiskey, but um definitely tourism is a huge opportunity. Mm-hmm. So just trying to what kind of production that. are these guys doing? Like, do you know? Did they talk about how many barrels per day they're doing, or how much inventory they have? I don't know those numbers. Taconic does a lot of contract distilling for New York as well, though. Okay, so they're definitely they're cooking every day. That's good to know. Um, where a lot of these others, um, I don't think Kings County does very many barrels a day. Right. I think. I mean, a lot of people can't. Yeah, crank out. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody has like. 36 inch and four story column stills that they're they're running 24 7 so well sure but I, yeah i mean mckenzie is what they're pushing well i guess they only do like seven barrels a day or something see not much different yeah not much different Taconic and black dirt actually do have pretty giant column stills maybe not you know 100 feet across or whatever they are like jim beam or something like that <laughs> 100 feet 100 feet across it's like yeah it's like three that was an exaggeration yeah it's like three football yeah, like fields you know that's fine <laughs> that's fine okay cool well, let's let's move on to number four here real quick because all right you know we're 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 trucking right along and i'm i'm really yeah i was really impressed with number three so number four um at least on the kentucky side shouldn't be really too hard to know because ryan's because ryan gave us the answer ryan already well a he already looked at it b he tried guessing it and he was Way off. Well, you were actually pretty close. So yeah, it's weird. I had the double double dope last week, and and then it was Weller one hundred seven. I don't know. That's shows you how good I am at this. It's okay. You let all. anyone be on a podcast. Well, we're <laughs> we're here to just make fun of you too. Yep, that's, that's what I'm here for. It's all part of all part of the fun. Yep, all part of the fun. So let's go ahead. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go ahead and just nose and, and take a sip of like a Newark one here. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's finished. It's like a, it's finished though, one correct. So it is. It's it? like like a cocoa crisp or something, like chocolatey cereal milk or something. It's got like a, like a like a like a like a cherry lollipop or something like that, you know, um, or a cherry lollipop. Yeah. See, that's, that's kind of like <laughs> spicy cherry lollipop. And when I think finished, I think like this is um, some sort of port or wine or I don't want to say it's not Madeira, but definitely. Definitely one one of those is one we would kind of go with. I get a ton of chocolate out of it, but or cherry lollipops. Maybe it's a Tootsie Roll with a cherry. You know, oh, a Tootsie Pop. Oh yeah, Tootsie Pop with a cherry you outside. Know. Tootsie Roll in the yep. Nailed it. Nailed there we it. go. I How many that's... licks? <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> three. <laughs> All right. So on the Kentucky side for this one, this is the Woodford Double Oak. Right. Yep. So double oak or double double oak. This is just the single double oak. Just the 
when you do a double, it makes it take like, taste like Weller 107. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the devil, the only reason double, I chose double. And, and I chose this one because I was actually going through and looking at my bar, and I know that, that Dan was bringing a, a finished bourbon to do this with, and I'm like, gosh, like, what else is finished from a Kentucky side that is like an everyday shelf item, right? That is just pretty much everywhere. And I don't have like an Angel's Envy with me, so I didn't, we didn't have any Angel's Envy. Um, do, you, do you consider like doubled oak finished? Well, or, it technically oh, I guess is it is, yeah. Because it's I guess finished. I consider finished like a different type of cat. Yeah, I kind of perceive wine like, or cognac or something like that. Well, I finished. I mean, it's they say finished in True. an additional cask, right? An additional right. new age or sorry, new charred oak. Barrel. I guess they need to have separate categories for each because like because it goes into a new cask again. Right? I should have been more descriptive. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh no, not your fault. But it's more. Hey, hey, I'm just getting technical, right? I mean, we yeah. just we just went down another hole here. I mean, I think. I still think that is technically that is a finished whiskey. If it, you are even refinishing, if you're finishing it in another new age or new, God, I can't even say new <laughs> charred oak container, then that's considered, that's considered a finishing uh, byproduct, right? I mean, sure. they do it. Kentucky Owl does it. Um, Michter's Toasted Barrel is another one. But when you're looking at like the wine side of things, you're looking at different things like that. There's really, there's not a whole lot of thing, people that are doing this as a standard offering. Yeah. Other than Angel's Envy. No, there's not. Well, Forgate, I guess. That's their, uh, every offering. Well, that's, that's uh, their, every offering. They, but they do something. But, they're not, every, but it's so every, expensive. It's not an everyday, like, correct. type of product. It's, it's not an everyday kind of this product. One, yeah. I, what are the price points on like Taconic, Black Dirt, and Kings County? Um, do you so, know? Kings County, uh, it can vary. Um, That's like, generally around forty-five to fifty bucks, but it's kind of one of those allocated things. Okay. Um, just because there's not a lot of it. Yeah, um, I have those thirteen-gallon barrels yeah. coming out. Um, but should be forty-five to fifty dollars. The Black Dirt single barrel barrel strength is a little more. It's about seventy. Uh, their regular everyday is a three-year. Not bad. Ninety proof. It's around thirty-six bucks. Um, Taconic. You won't find this exact one on shelves. Paul, the owner, was gracious enough to give me a sample at cast strength. So, oh, so maybe I did cheat a little. Yeah, you brought in no, a they, unicorn. They, they you did do bring do, in a um, unicorn. There is a New York unicorn. <laughs> they, they do we do um, cast strength You offerings. can't take this back with you. You have to leave it. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it. I got to make room in my bag for some <laughs> the stuff I'm loading up with. Yeah, there that's you go. right. Um, they do do some cast strength releases that are readily available in stores. Just their standard offering, for some reason, they do not. You can find it at the distillery. So pop in there Saturdays, 12 to 6. I don't work for Taconic. I was about to say, you're quite the salesman here. <laughs> I know. Let's um, get a cut. <laughs> but you can find a, a cast strength uh, maple barrel finish or a Mizanara finish in stores. Or maybe I misspoke. Maybe they do have a cast strength. I don't know. I got to look at the shelf now. They do a lot of stuff. Good to know. Um, and so what was the price point on uh, like the regular the regular stuff that, that Taconic does? Yeah, the regular is 35 40 bucks. Oh, um, really? The cast strength stuff maybe between 55 and 60 Damn, that's good stuff there. So the one we're doing now, um, they actually don't have a standard release that is not finished. So everything they do is finished. Now, I will say, hands down, I think um, New York wins this one. Yeah. No question. Yeah, I think think New York won the the last two. You know, the the Taconic, I think it just, I don't know. It's tough. It's Willer 107. Yeah, I mean, you're... you're, you're you <laughs> that are... Taconic's only three and a half years old, by the way. I know. that. So I'm going to give it to them because it's only three and a half years and it tastes damn good mm. at three and a half years. Okay. And so we have a push. I think I think it's going to be a push. I think it's a push all the way. Yeah. Because 
like I said, number one is easy Kentucky. Yeah. Number two, we we're kind of back and forth, but I'm going to lean in Kentucky. Yeah. No. I was being nice. Yeah. Too. But the, it was still good. Black but, dirt. And then, you know, like I said, number three, highly impressed by it. Highly yes. impressed by it. And then number four right here, like I said, I, I think it, it wins hands down. Um, I'm really curious to kind of see what kind of finish it is. So let's, mm. let's reveal. Drum roll. You actually have it on your bar. Ah, Hill Rock. Yes. It's another Dave Pickerel place so yes uh i do have a bottle of hill rock on my bar uh, and i do enjoy it so this is a uh wh- which one is it ryan go ahead and uh, kind of read, read the label here so this is the solera aged whiskey and it's the excess exceptional cask number one so is it the first cask ever it's the first cast strength oh first cast strength gotcha yeah so it's 58.4 percent so i don't know do the math so can't do math 116.8 sounds great sounds yeah. right 116.8 proof that was really good i enjoyed finished it. in uh oloroso sherry yep what's hill the rock. story of hill rock i know a pickerel well but, and what's the solera hold on we got we got we got our, our new york tour oh, yeah. guide that actually came let here me, to let us let me tell explain us as best i can i meant to look at you when i asked that question not <laughs> <No. Kenny. laughs> so hill rock is a true farm to glass distillery so all the grains are grown right on the property there um doing some really cool stuff some really exceptional stuff hence the the name on the bottle um solera process so a lot of people argue that it can't be called bourbon because it goes through solera blah 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 um but really unique process that you really for those that don't know what does solera mean so solera is a mingling of barrels of different ages um so you start with the youngest product at the top essentially if you picture a pyramid from there it rolls down into barrels that contain gradually older stock and then the bottom level would be uh the the wine barrel gotcha now i'm looking at this and it says bottle number 393 of 396 so it's a big barrel yeah it's a big barrel that's a lot of bottles so if you do a private pick of this, you're like, holy shit. I, don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think there are ways around it. I don't know that it's a 400 bottle commitment. Right. Yeah. You can split it up between four stores or something. Yeah. No, but I, I thought that was a fantastic, yeah. you know, like I said, I've got a single barrel of Hill Rock that, um, you know, a club that I was in did still a fan of it. Like I said, it's, it's one of those other ones that are, uh, you know, it's a finished bourbon, but I think they do a really good job. And, you know, a lot of things that Dave Pickerel had touched over the years have you know, kind of turned into gold. And yeah, I think that, you know, whatever Hill Rock's doing, there's, there's a lot of good things happening there too. Yeah. Who's the master distiller now? So they have a couple different distillers. I don't know if they have anyone that's named master distiller. So to say, um, there's a guy Parker there, uh, that's doing some really great stuff. Um, and he actually didn't go to chemistry school or anything like that. So you can work your way up without necessarily having to get that fancy degree well i think that's the way that most uh most backwoods distillers ended up <laughs> yep. becoming distillers anyway it was not through uh, chemical engineering or anything like that so um at the end of the day it's always a, just a piece of paper yep yep exactly you know, the, the real the real test is in how good your whiskey is so this is uh this is a pleasure to be able to drink so you know dan i would say thank you for for bringing these these bottles and i yeah. think i think you you truly impressed us with uh with, with some of these uh for me you know we've already been kind of turning a new leaf and trying to find a lot of things outside of the state and you know it's it's fun to taste a lot of things especially as a lot of these are going to start coming to age where you're going to see a huge influx in the market of really good bourbons that are not from kentucky 
and you get to start experimenting and saying like, yeah, this is, this is a five and six year old product. It goes in the barrel at 110 or 107 or whatever it is. And it's going to have a completely different taste profile because, you know, they're, they're either toasting or they're not toasting. They're using number three char instead of number four char. And you get completely different tasting whiskeys out of it and even different climates that are, that are aging these barrels too. Yeah. Cause I mean, you go to every Kentucky distiller and they're like, yep, we get our corn and it comes from the Peterson farm, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, around here, they're all getting it from the same, you know, all their grains are pretty much coming from this. And then, so you go to different regions of the country and you're, you're growing, you got corn coming out of black dirt, you know, and, uh, you know, it's got a totally different profile and it's like Kenny says, it's, it's a lot of fun to try these, uh, new distilleries juice. I know you hate that word, but, um, yeah, it's brown water. Brown water. <laughs> there we go. I like that too. Yeah, but it's 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 a blast. I love doing this stuff because yeah, Kentucky's always going to be a home run. Good good stuff. But you're going to have these. Gosh, the Taconic. I was so impressed with. Like that's what I'm going to like remember tonight is Taconic. I'm like going to leave here in Google and start stalking them. They'll be happy to hear it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then on the Hill Rock here, do you remember like what the what the SRP was on, yeah. on this one? So that one does command a slightly higher price. Well, it's point. got a fancy bottle. Um, it's right around a hundred bucks, but. And a lot of people, it's a tough sell in stores. You see it sitting there. It's got this fancy bottle, but also this fancy price tag. If you go to the distillery and see the process that they're doing, you see every dollar that goes into that bottle. No one is putting the care into the product like uh, they are. I mean, it, it definitely shows. I, like I said, they've they've been on my radar for a little bit, and it's always been pretty good whiskey. So mm-hmm. always happy. Absolutely. Always happy with that. So, Dan, again, I want to say thank you again for coming on the show, bringing these whiskeys with us. It was a pleasure to, to drink these and... Uh, do we do we crown do we crown anybody? Do we call it a push? Oh, uh, we'll call it a push. Call it a push. <laughs> do we call it a push? Dan, what do you think? Call it a push. I'm, I'm I great with well, that. That's a win for I me. I think it was two versus two. We'll say New York's like the NIT winner. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was really good. And I think if uh, if anybody else is out there and you think give them that, a few more years and they're you know the freshmen turn into seniors, they'll they'll be in the big dance. There you go. There yeah. You go. Instead of uh, our freshman on Kentucky team just like going straight to the right. pros. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One and done. I don't, I don't really know where the analogy goes for I that with know. whiskey, but we're we're just going to talk about it anyway. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like I said, I hope this kind of sparks a lot of good conversation conversation out there as, as you know, you're in your home States and maybe you're in Virginia or Utah or Texas or wherever, and, you know, give, uh, give, there's a lot of distilleries out there now. So you got to start figuring out what there is. And if they're in your backyard, give them a try, support your local distilleries. And who knows, maybe one's going to surprise you and you'd turn into a fanboy, and then you'd be like, guys, you've got to try this stuff. And then we'll send it to us and they'll be like, damn it. They were right. Yep. So, exactly. So there we, we, we can become believers too. For sure. For sure. Thanks for coming up, man, or hey. down, I guess, because you're coming from New York. But uh, yeah, this was awesome. I had a blast and looking forward to the barrel pick tomorrow. So like Kenny said, yeah, just try new stuff always. Um, you don't have to wait in line and camp, you know, for the limited releases. Go to your own backyard and try the all this new stuff. I mean, there's some fantastic whiskey out there. Now you're going to be disappointed a lot, but in some people, but uh, maybe that's all part of the guide. That's part of the process, you know, you know, like don't, don't commit to buying a bottle. Make sure you go to the tasting room, you know, try, try their tasting room and then, uh, and then figure out if you really want it. Absolutely. Don't fall, don't fall in love with their distillery about their fermenters, right, Ryan? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sure Stop that, into Mid-Valley Wine and Liquor. We'll steer you in the right direction. That's right. Exactly. Stop it and go to Newburgh and see my man Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely do that. So Dan, yeah, give one more shout out for your store and where people can find you. Sure. Actually, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but uh, also I'm part of a bourbon club called New Jersey Bourbon and Yacht Club. 
surfacing oh, uh sounds fancy northern yeah. new jersey new york connecticut so check us out on instagram at njbyc underscore official if i got that right it's in its infancy just like my own instagram at mid valley dan also check out at mid valley wine for all the store happenings uh if you're more interested in whiskey than at mid valley dan uh at hudson valley whiskey trail coming soon check that out there you go. Thanks for there having me, guys. No problem. We need a we need a yacht club and bourbon club down here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go on the Ohio River. Like, <laughs> we may know. or may not actually have boats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say. I was like, around here we got bourbon and jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> Four wheelers. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, thanks again for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure. And make sure you follow them on all the social media channels. Make sure you follow us as well: Bourbon Pursuit, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you like what you're listening to, maybe you should help support us. Like Dan supports us. Patreon.com/slash bourbon pursuit if you want to be on the podcast yeah you can join the podcast with us you You gotta bring your own whiskey though (laughs) (laughs) it's part of the deal we you know we this that's just the part of the rules (laughs) and then also if you can rate the show rate this podcast.com slash bourbon yep and if uh if you have any show suggestions comments feedback we love hearing from the fans uh we do this for you and we're so thankful that we get to do it so with that uh we'll see you all next time